Welcome to the California League Research Project Podcast with Mario Ramos. Here's your host, Mario Ramos. Welcome to the California League Research Project Podcast. I'm your host, Mario Ramos, joined today by the author of The Story Behind the Nickname, The Origins of 100 Classic, Contemporary, and Wacky Minor League Baseball Team Names, Paul J. Caputo. Paul, thanks for joining me. Mario, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. So in addition to his book, you can find Paul on Twitter, his Twitter account, Baseball and Ice Cream, at Count to Baseball. That's at Count, the number two, Baseball. So uh, me and Paul are going to talk a little bit, of, again, about his book, talk about some minor league logos, especially as they relate to the California League, and then talk a little bit about those Ice Cream Helmet Sundays. You ready, Paul? <laughs> Absolutely, Mario. Awesome. Okay, so, uh, you know, the, the book, again, we mentioned the story behind the nickname, 100... Um, the origin of 100 classic contemporary and wacky minor league baseball team names. Um, how did the idea of that, that book come about, and what is the essence of the book? So I'll start with the essence of the book. Okay. The, the premise behind the book is basically that there's, there's a story behind nearly every minor league baseball team's mm-hmm. nickname. There's a, there's a local connection, there's a local yeah. story, and the significance behind those stories really helps you understand, you know, the country, yeah. right? Like, you can you can tell the, the story of America, I think, by understanding why minor league baseball teams have their names. Okay. So, uh, you know, like, for instance, the, uh, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, mm-hmm. right? They're named for the pig iron that is forged in the steel mills of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Like, it paints such a picture of that place, right? Yeah. Like, this gritty steel... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's made and yeah. so it tells the story of that that's really great place and I just really feel like um, you know when I when I started looking into sort of or, or learning about why these things were called what they were called it was just so intriguing to me that I wanted to vote more mm-hmm. and so this is sort of a funny funny connection but I was listening to a podcast <laughs> where I was listening to the guys from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia talk about okay. how they just started creating It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because they wanted to create something funny for themselves. And so I thought about, like, what would be a thing that I would do just for myself, right? Like, just yeah. to create something that is for me. Yeah. And uh, and I thought, my only baseball logos. I'm, uh, I'm a graphic designer by, by trade. Okay. Huge baseball fan my whole life. And so I just thought, you know, the, the, the convergence of those two things is yeah. on minor league baseball logos. Okay. And so, so for me, um, I thought I'm going to write about these minor league baseball logos. And but instead of, you know, if you go online, you can look at like there's a thousand articles out there about like you know the best minor league baseball logos, and none of them actually say anything about why the teams are called what they're called, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're all about I like this logo because it's cool, or I don't like this logo because I don't like that song, or you know that sort of thing. Yeah. So I wanted the stories behind them. I wanted to get so I contacted the teams and I contacted the designers, and I just I would say. You know, to the team, I'd say, where'd the name come from? And there was almost always, I almost every single time, I learned something new about that part of the country mm. uh, as I, I got these team names. Yeah. Uh, and then you talk to the designers, right, about the you know, the decision they made about why they you know crafted the thing yeah. a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that that's sort of the essence of of why I started writing about these. So I, I essentially okay. I started writing for my own blog. Um, which is now defunct. Um, but as I was writing that blog, uh, I was noticed by Chris Kramer, who does 
And so every week I would call a different team and I would say, why do you call it? What do you call it? You know, what you're called? And I would say, who created your logo? And I would try to get in touch with the, yeah. the creators of the logo. Uh, and I just learned, learned a ton about the country and learned a ton about uh, my baseball and, uh, and logo design. So uh, it's been, you know, it's been really fun to understand, uh, you know, why, you know, why my league baseball has gone the way it's gone um, in terms of branding and marketing and, you know, these, because of the branding and marketing that's happening in minor league baseball, these franchises are worth so much more than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when 10, 20 years ago, there was nothing like this out there in minor league baseball. Yeah. Most of the teams were named for their parent clubs and, you know, mm-hmm. they, they existed just to serve the major league club. Yeah. And, you know, the, the fans who would go were the real, like, diehards who wanted to see, uh, you know, their, the, the prospects on their team. There was yeah. nothing like the sort of wacky branding and the fan entertainment that we see we see now. So that's sort of a long answer to yeah. a, a simple question, but that, that, that's where the book came from, was just once a week writing an article about a different team and learning something new every time. You're listening to the California League Research Project podcast. Mario Ramos here, joined by Paul Caputo, uh, author of the story behind the nickname, The Origin of 100 Classic Contemporary and Wacky Minor League Baseball Team Names. Now, I think you you, you kind of talked about a lot of cool stuff there, especially, you know, kind of that, that shift um, that occurred when I first got into minor league baseball, especially in the California League. You know, you had teams like the Modesto A's. Um, you know, we still have the San Jose Giants, the Reno Padres. Um, but there was really that, that shift, um, you know, here not not necessarily recently, um, but a, a real shift to to kind of embody that geographical representation, you know, that local representation, as opposed to a team affiliation, right? Absolutely, and you know, and you mentioned the San Jose Giants, right? right. Like, so that that's one team still named for their parent club, yeah. and in general, I sort of oppose that. But like, when you're talking about you know San Jose, they've been around so long, right? I mean, you know, more than a hundred years. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you uh, you know how how do you change that right? Like that mm-hmm. brand is so well established, yeah. but um, you know the California League has some some really fun brands in it, right? Like uh, you know the, the the Storm, the Quakes, mm-hmm. the Nuts, the yeah. the Inland Empire Sixty Sixers, right? Like I mean, there's some really fun fun stories to be told about uh, about these these brands, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so the California League in particular, because it's been around so long, mm-hmm. is you know very very much rich in history. Yeah, yeah. You kind of talked about you know some of those teams, uh, the nuts. They they picture uh, picture on your uh, cover. Um, also, the the storm you mentioned, they're one of the the top selling minor league teams uh, due to their logo. Um, that's pretty widely recognized. Um, you know what what kind of stands out to you as far as the current nicknames? You mentioned some of those. Um, the current nicknames and logos of the California League. Well, uh, you know, I mean, you mentioned the the storm, right? Like the mm-hmm. storm have this uh, they. There are a couple of teams that have made changes in their brands, and those changes have, you know, really paid big dividends. Yeah. The yeah. storm, you know, as as, as you know, the, the logo used to be a cloud with mm-hmm. these fierce eyes, right? Mm-hmm. That was literally a storm cloud. Yeah. And they removed the storm cloud uh, from, and they just left the eyes. Mm-hmm. And so that's become a really popular brand, yeah. not just with people who follow the team or people who like minor league baseball, but just sort of people in general, right? Like yeah. that logo is really popular, like, in the extreme sports world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, I mean, that's just the, the story of, of a successful brand right there. And, and when it was the storm cloud, it didn't, first of all, it didn't make sense because mm-hmm. when I interviewed the, the team uh, for the article, they told me, you know, we haven't had a rain out here in years, right? <laughs> we're in the, the driest part of the country. 
Yeah. Our logo is the Storm Cloud. Yeah. Um, so the change that they made in their logo was was really effective. Hmm. Um, and then when you look at also the Inland Empire 66ers, right? Like they kept the same name, yeah. but their brand changed mm-hmm. completely, right? Yeah. Like and and when they, you know, when they had their old like highway sign logo, yeah. I think people sort of they they look at that with some nostalgia right now that uh, mm-hmm. is probably not really warranted. Like, I I was never a fan of that logo. That, that yeah. logo felt like just, you know, I, yeah, I appreciate no. the idea of it mm-hmm. because Route 66 is right there, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, the when they when they went with, you know, Brandios, who is, uh, I'm sure you know Brandios, is yeah. the, the main player these days in, in, in minor league baseball branding yeah. uh, to design firm founded uh, based in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they've been responsible for, for brands like the El Paso Chihuahuas and, and the Lehigh Valley Iron Gates who I was talking about. Yeah. They were, uh, you know, they did the Akron Rubber Ducks. They did the, the New Orleans Baby Cakes. I mean, whatever you see. Maybe a little more bolder know, of a design, right? Yeah, I'm very sorry. much. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, they and they have a very specific, like, sort of visual aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the sort of grimacing character. If you look at, like, the Eugene uh, Emeralds, uh, you know, they've got, like, their Sasquatch figure who is, yeah. you know, very grimacy. Um, mm-hmm. And so the 66ers sort of went that route, right? Like, and they've got their mechanics swinging yeah. a wrench like it's mm-hmm. a baseball ball. Mm-hmm. And um, so they went from the very most sort of basic, simple logo, which, look, it looks great on Helmet Sunday, I'm not going to lie, but, <laughs> uh, you know, as the brand goes, it, it didn't have a lot going on. Yeah. Um, and then when they switched to this, this new brand with the, the mechanic and the sort of all the automotive parts, you know, and it's like one of these brands that has like nine different alternate logos, yeah. which is another sort of signature brandios thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was a, a much more fun sort of family friendly minor league baseball thing that they were doing. Um, so, so I, I think that that was really a pretty significant change um, for the, the 66ers. Um, I'd be remiss too if I didn't say that I really like the Quake logo, just the, you know, like the, okay. Uh, a little more appropriate to the region because yeah. you guys have earthquakes, right? Mm-hmm, uh, yep. But, um, you know, there's just sort of the fun, just sort of shaky type base, you know, it like sort of looks like cracked rock. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that Quakes logo is, is, is also fun. Um, and then uh, I live in Colorado right now. I grew up in Philadelphia and I'm a Philly fan, but I grew okay. up, uh, I, I live in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And the Modesto Nuts for, uh, for a while were a, uh, a Rocky Pavilion. Yeah. And you see the Modesto Nuts all the time here. You see people wearing okay. nuts hats all the time. Wow. I think that was a, a fun a fun brand. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, we haven't talked about like the Lancaster Jethawks yet because I think, you know, one of the reasons for that is they have a more sort of serious logo, which, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a professional baseball player, maybe you appreciate wearing that a little bit more than like yeah. a cartoon chihuahua or whatever. <laughs> um, but to be honest, in minor league baseball branding, it gets talked about less, right? Like the huh. serious brands yeah. don't get the same sort of recognition yes, that the, um, the new ones do. Yeah. And if you look at like the, the Stockton ports, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they've, they've had a similar brand for a long time and, and yeah. probably the, the thing that they have done that gets the most uh, notoriety is their alternate um, uh, asparagus, the yeah. asparagus-based mm-hmm. um, alternate identity that they do because they've got the asparagus festival there in Stockton. Or they yeah. did. I don't know if they're still doing it anymore. Yeah, they do. They had um, to cancel it this year, but yeah, they, they will have it next year. Oh, okay. That's the plan. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad that still exists. Yeah. I, I know there are several places out there that call themselves the asparagus capital of the world, so mm-hmm. I'm, glad, I'm glad Stockton you know, stakes their claim 
to that with their with their baseball team. Um, and then, you know, the Visalia Oaks are another one that have been around for a long time, and they've got a more sort of serious brand, and, you know, sort of looks like literally a brand, like a cow, a cattle brand. Yeah, it's the rawhide um, now, yeah. So, um, you know, so that's, you know, that's a classic one that's been around a long time, um, since, I think it was the 90s when they switched from the Oaks with their little squirrel-based logo mm-hmm. to the, uh, to the rawhide. Yeah. Um, so... You know, I mean, the the California League, like I said, it's it's steeped in tradition, and, and you've got some great classic logos um, because of uh, uh, you know just how long the the league has been around. And I think that's a that's a good thing. Oh, definitely. Let's go there, Paul. You know, we talked about some of those classic logos um, as you're doing this research through this uh, California League, contacting these teams and uh, checking out some of their past logos. What what kind of stood out to you as far as some of the older logos, some of the older team names uh, within the California League? Well, um, you know, the California League definitely has um, a, a certain history of, of teams being named after their parent clubs, right? Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, it's uh, there's there's a there's a certain you know, there's only so much you can do with the Modesto A's, right? Yeah. Um, so we talked about the '66ers, that that old um, the highway sign logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I, you know, when I was looking at this, and you were conducting that that poll online. Uh, with with the retro um, uh, with the with the retro brands yeah. out there, uh-huh. uh, I was really pulling hard for the old Visalia Oaks squirrel. I really liked that uh, okay. the, the adorable little squirrel guy. Um, but I have to say, one of my all time favorites, just because I felt like it was so appropriate to to the place and to the team and the place where the team played, hmm. was the uh, the Bakersfield Blaze, yeah. and it's like so. I, uh, every year, my buddies and I, uh, I've got about you know, eight or nine friends from, you know, mostly from college. We, we rent a van and we go on a, um, uh, a minor league baseball road trip. Awesome. And we do four games in four days. Uh, and in 2014, uh, our first one of these was in the, the California League. We did this for the Southern, mostly Southern California, um, California League teams. Okay. And so... So we did uh, Lake Elsinore, nice. um, and then we did uh, Rancho Cucamonga, and I might be getting the order wrong here, but then, then we did Bakersfield, uh, and um, who did I say? Who am I missing? We did the Quakes, we did the Storm. Storm. Um, the Blaze. There's, there's um, oh, wait, and then we did the Blaze. To catch Lancaster? Oh, and then we did the 66ers. Okay. We ended with the 66ers. Sorry about that. No Six years ago, so it's been, you know, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but we went to the Blaze game, and the 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 the, the media guy slash groundskeeper was this guy named Philip Geary, who's like one of the funniest <laughs> people I've ever met in, in baseball. <laughs> Tall guy, huge beard, and just like just story after story after story. And I interviewed him for the story behind the nickname on the Blaze, hmm. and and he, you know, he would tell these hilarious stories like. You know, I mean, I basically say, so how come the team's called what it's called? And normally that results in, like, this sort of long yeah. uh, monologue, right? And he's like, well, it's blazing hot. We're called the blaze. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, that's it, huh? Shortest article ever. <laughs> and uh, he says, well, you know, there's some other theories out there. He says, you know, one of them, he tells me this story about the time when um, the sprinklers had gone off and soaked the left side of the field. And the, um, the, the opposing... Uh, manager or someone on the, on the staff on the, on the opposing team said, oh, I know how to handle this. And he poured 
all over the oh. water and lit it on fire and oh. just scorched the left side of the field. And he said they played the entire season with like a scorched left side of oh, their field. Man. Um, <laughs> so he's like, some people think that's why we're called the Blades, but he says it's not actually because we were already the Blades at that point. Um, and then he talks about how their stadium faces the wrong direction. It actually it faces with the batter uh, looking west mm-hmm. instead of looking east. Mm-hmm. So that when game time comes at a you know seven PM game, yeah. you're an hour away from sunset, so you're staring at the sun for an hour. <laughs> yeah. And it is something sometimes people think that that's why we're called the Blaze. And and he and he just says, you know, he says, you know, there's there's all these reasons. He says, I think it's just because we're we're blazing hot. And uh, and that and that was it, right? Yeah. So, but the Blaze have a great, you know, they have a great history of um, of, of these sort of like crazy looking, kind of terrible logos. Like you hate to say it, but yeah. um, they the the one that sort of looks like I mean the the, the B that they just ended up on, right? Like was uh-huh. was sort of bad enough, but yeah. um, they uh, uh, you know it, it was. They had the, one that kind of had, had like a had like the one. with like a burst on it, right? Kind of almost like a star it had, it or something. Like a burst on it. Yeah. There was another one that looked like it belonged on a skateboard, right? Like it was that sort <laughs> yeah. of like hard edge type. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to you know the history of these teams, mm-hmm. um, the Blaze, my my perhaps my all time. I know I said to myself, but I think my all time favorite was a short lived previous identity of uh, the Blaze um, before you know they were. I guess before they were the Blaze, they were the Bakersfield Dodgers, and yeah. before that, they were the Bakersfield Mariners. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, uh, for two years, in the late seventies, they were the Bakersfield Outlaws. Yeah, and they had this sort of crazy cartoon character with, you know, mm-hmm. with he had like spikes on his boots, and you know, just this very funny. Just it was, the logo was just basically this like wackadoodle mm-hmm. um, cartoon character, and and it's just it's this sort of hilarious logo that it's hard to believe it's hard to believe that anything about the Bakersfield Blaze was ever a professional baseball team right like the, <laughs> yeah. the stadium the, yeah, the no sort kidding. of uh, you know the, the wacky logos and mm-hmm. then this you know this this retro brand from the 70s where they were the outlaws and yeah. so you know I'm sad to see them get contracted by mm-hmm. the by the Cal League yeah. but just because it was just pure nostalgia like mm-hmm. it was just so much fun you know, being at that game and hearing those stories and, and sort of appreciating, uh, you know, that, that team's history. And then the other thing, we Philip uh, also told us while we were there, he said um, he said that they uh, often had Fred Willard at their games. I guess Fred Willard okay. was nearby and was a, was a big fan. Wow. And so he says, you know, you just never know. And I mean, hey, Fred Willard might be here. So we spent the whole game, like, sort of scanning the crowd. <laughs> and it was only a couple hundred people, right? Yeah. So we're like, Scanning the crowd like, like, hey, what happened? (laughs) No Fred Willard? So, exactly, right. (laughs) No luck. Uh, But I still, like, when I saw he passed away recently, I was like, that's, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, it made me think nostalgically of the the old Bakersfield Blaze. That's cool. Yeah, you know, you talk about some of those old logos, like the Blaze logo. You mentioned that old uh, 66ers logo that looked like the highway sign. You know, sometimes uh, yeah. you might not necessarily um, dig those logos at, at the time, but after a while you kind of gain an appreciation for some of those, right? You know, I mean, I think there's there's an absolute just sort of nostalgia, right? And yeah. I think and I think this is the, 
the biggest thing any team faces when they rebrand. Mm-hmm. They might have a terrible logo, <laughs> but people have connections to those old brands and yeah. especially those old teammates. And so like when a team just in general rebrands, right? Like when, when the New Orleans Zephyrs rebranded as the New Orleans Baby Cakes, yeah. you know, it was probably, I mean, Baby Cakes might have been a bit much like that sort of the poster child as it were for the, um, yeah. you know, the, the sort of wacky nicknames out there. Right, how far but, can you push it? Yeah. How far could you push it? Yeah. I think I think the baby cakes answered that question, right? <laughs> um, but I think that um, you know when they changed from the Zephyrs, and the Zephyrs name didn't even originate in New Orleans; it originated in Denver. Um, that that team was named after the, uh, a train that was called the Zephyr that went hmm. back and forth between um, Chicago and Denver. Oh, yeah. um, you know that, that was a big deal at the time, and so they named the baseball team the Zephyrs. Hmm. When they moved to New Orleans. The, there's a famous uh, roller coaster in New, Orleans, in New Orleans called the Zephyr, and so they were like, yeah. hey, "We'll just keep the name and, and yeah. say that it was, you know, named for the for the yeah, for the roller coaster yeah. instead." But you know, that team was there for a certain number of years before they rebranded as the Baby Cakes, and you know, it might not have been like the the best brand ever, mm-hmm. but it was also, um, you know, it was something that people had grown attached to, and they probably yeah. had hats, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, t-shirts and, and giveaways from mm-hmm. games, and all of a sudden the team's mm-hmm. completely different. Yep. The one I feel most strongly about with that is the uh, the Las Vegas 51s. I really, I, I miss the, the 51s with their old Alien Head logo. Yeah. Yeah, the Aviators now, right? But yeah, that old logo. The Aviators now. Yeah, had the stitching on yeah. the Alien Head. That was pretty cool. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and their new logo is just so, like, antiseptic. It's just completely just sort of dry. And, hmm. um, so I think a lot of people miss that old sort of fun backstory you know they're they're close to area 51 and we're gonna have an alien themed identity so uh, i think i think people miss that i certainly do yeah you know sometimes you know like you mentioned uh you know getting attached to those teams i grew up going to modesto a's games and when they were going to change the team name i was kind of you know opposed to it at first but then after a while and you realize you know some of the names that they're coming up with eventually settling on the nuts you just think man that's brilliant that's perfect and it's so representative of our area yeah for sure for sure and you know I mean, the thing about that is when you're named for your parent club and, you know, you as the team are, are responsible for providing uniforms yeah. and cleats and all that sort of yeah. thing, you know, if you change affiliates every two to six years, mm-hmm. you know, it, it gets expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, there's lots of reasons for teams to, to be named after they're uh, something, you know, unique to the local community. Yeah. Um, that's just one of them. I think from a branding perspective, um, you know, if you – the, the sort of early teams, not the super early teams, like the, uh, you know, like the Buffalo Bisons and the, the Rochester Red Wings. Mm-hmm. The Rochester Red Wings were around two years before the Detroit Red Wings were, by the way. So oh, wow. that's, uh, um, yeah, that's how long they've been around. But like, oh. if you look at like the 90s, when teams started getting these sort of unique brands, mm-hmm. um, you know, a team like the Carolina Mudcats, uh, you know, the, the, the um, Montgomery Biscuits is another one that people talk about. Like those sort of happened in the '90s, and that was the first time I think in minor league baseball that these franchises sort of looked up and like, and we're like, wait a minute, there's a there's the possibility for some uh, marketing here, and, and we don't have to just like, yeah. you know, be be named the Mariners. You know, we can go ahead and, and, and do something unique and fun, and it will actually sell caps, yeah. right? So yeah. um, the Carolina Mudcats, I remember they sold. What was it? It's like Baseball America, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not remembering the name of the publication one, but it was one of these magazines that you'd subscribe to 
uh, if you were a baseball fan, you mm-hmm. know, back before the internet. Yeah. And they had these pull-out ads in the back where mm-hmm. you can send a check for $10 and, yep. and get a Carolina Mudcats hat in the mail. And mm-hmm. that's how they started selling Mudcats yep. things, you know, to the, to the whole country. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see the California League has, has largely bought into um, the, uh, the, you know, the idea of marketing yeah. their, their local community. I don't know if you can hear this. This is a signature moment in Fort Collins, Colorado. Here is the train going through town. Nice. So I don't know if you can hear my, yeah. my train whistle in the background. Yeah, no, we caught it. That's cool. <laughs> All right, Barrio Ramos here on the California League Research Project podcast, joined by Paul Caputo, author of The Story Behind the Nickname, The Origin of 100 Classic Contemporary and Wacky Minor League Baseball Team Names. You can follow him on Twitter at Count2Baseball. Um, his Twitter account, again, Baseball and Ice Cream. One of the things you kind of highlight there on your uh, Twitter account is your love for uh, ice cream Sunday helmets, baseball helmets. Uh, you're a big-time collector of those. How would you get involved with collecting these? You know, it just sort of, in a way, was was thrust upon me, right? Like, because huh. I, I, you know, I would always get ice cream when I would go to a game, and I always loved the helmets. Yeah. But I think, like, like a lot of people, you'd bring them home, maybe you'd use them a couple of times, and the logo would wear off, yeah. and, yep. you know, that would sort of be the end of it. They would, mm-hmm. you know, they... They would get they would get lost in the shuffle of you know all of your other things. And, yeah. Um, so I remember I decided one day I was at a Chicago Cubs game and, and uh, it was the first time I had ever been to Wrigley nice. and they were celebrating the hundredth anniversary of Wrigley Field mm-hmm. and um, they had these great helmets that had like a specific logo unique to that to that year's celebration and I was like that's kind of a cool thing like that's you know I could see you know keeping this and putting it somewhere and yeah. um, I had been to an Expos game in uh, wow. 2001 and so I had an Expos helmet right nice. like so there were a couple of these helmets that I had I was just like this is you know these are these are fun these yeah. are cool uh, and so I would just sort of keep them on a shelf with like a bunch of other like little you know baseball knickknacks cool. and when we started doing this minor league baseball road trip every time we went to a game unfortunately not every team has their own, yeah. you know, helmets with their own logos on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time they would. So when we started doing this road trip, I was going to four, you know, a minimum of four minor league teams every year. When I traveled for work, I would try to hit the, the local minor league team. And so I was always sort of trying to carve out ways to get to minor league stadiums. That's cool. And the one thing I always made sure I got was a helmet. Nice. Um, and so at first it was just, you know, when I would go to a place, I would get them. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of took on a life of its own. And I would always, and I just sort of started posting on Facebook, like, hey, here's the latest helmet. And then people started sending them to me. And, you know, I'd have friends who'd be like, hey, I just went to a Wisconsin Timber Rattlers game. Here's a helmet for you. And and, and my sister, actually, this is funny, my sister uh, wrote to some of the local teams uh, near, near Philadelphia. She just wrote, she said, hey, my brother collects these things. And they, you know, they may not have fully appreciated that her brother was a full-grown man rather than like a twelve-year-old, <laughs> yeah. you know, collecting little plastic baseball helmets. Hey, it worked but they, you know, a bunch of these, uh, like the Wilmington Blue Rocks, sent her like four or five helmets to give to me. And so oh, she sure. ended up coming up with a bunch of helmets, and and then at that point I was just like hooked, right? Like I, you know, when it comes yeah. to this stuff, I'm a, a total completist, right? Like I'm just like, well, I have some of them, I have to have all of them. Yeah. Um, and so I wrote to teams, and I just said, hey, I have this collection, and they sometimes one would just show up in the mail. Uh, sometimes they'd say, hey, you know, send us $5, and we'll send you a home. And so yeah. I did that. Um, so between, nice. you know, collecting them at games, friends sending them to me, contacting teams looking for them, 
and now on Twitter, you know, that I have yeah. this Twitter account, it's amazing, like, the kindness of strangers out there. Wow. I have, you know, random Twitter followers who I've never met who are like, hey, DM me, DM me your address and I'll send you a helmet. And it's like, <laughs> you know, so these, cool. these things show up in my mailbox sometimes. So I have a, I actually built a shelf in my basement for them. It's a 30-foot-long shelf along a whole wall. Wow. And uh, I've got them stacked about three high, and I've got about, yeah, I've got about 300 unique helmets on there between the major leagues and the minor leagues. That's incredible, man. That's awesome. I, I collect them too a little bit. I have a, you know, at least one for each team. Um, but when I saw what you had, I, I realized I, I got a lot more work to do. <laughs> you know what? Any collection is, uh, is a good collection there. It's a, uh, you know, it's a really fun thing to have. And, yeah. You know, and, and I, you know, I know people who, who limit it. They say, hey, I'll only get them from the games that I go to. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, there's different ways to do it. And, uh, you know, but it's, to me, I mean, I just, I love the logos yeah. and, you know, and I love having these sort of, you know, reminders of, of mm-hmm. current and past teams and, and yeah. you know, and some of the ones that I have are, you know, like the Expos ones, some of them are, you know, really sort of cool, old school. I've got like the old school Brewers logo and, nice. um, yeah, as a Phillies fan, I've got the, the, the old like maroon helmet with the, the white P on it and, um, you know, from like the 80s. Uh, and one of those is, is one from like an actual game at Veterans Stadium, you know, nice. from when I was a kid. So, awesome. um, so, you know, some of them are really fun, like actual souvenirs in a literal way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, some of them are just cool sort of additions to the collection just because I like the logo. And I like ice cream. <laughs> yep, can't go wrong, right? That's awesome. All right. Well, Paul, this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate you taking some time. Again, uh, make sure you guys check out his book, The Story Behind the Nickname, The Origins of 100 Classic Contemporary and Wacky Minor League Baseball Team Names. Follow him on Twitter, his baseball account, uh, his Twitter account, I'm sorry, Baseball and Ice Cream, at Count2Baseball. That's Count, the number two, Baseball. Paul, like I said, man, thanks a lot for joining me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, Mario. I really appreciate it, and uh, look, look forward to uh, uh, hearing more of your podcast. Awesome, man. Thank you. I want to thank you guys for listening to the California League Research Project podcast with Mario Ramos. You can follow me on Twitter at CalLeagueSearch. Be sure to catch more of the California League Research Project podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Special thanks to Paul Caputo. We'll see you guys next time. Peace! To check out more of the California League Research Project podcast, go to Anchor.fm.